1: May 19th.
0: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV download presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org.
1: Today, water security is top of mind for officials in D.C., which does not have a plan B if its drinking water source becomes contaminated or compromised. We hear from WTOP's Neil Augenstein on the huge infrastructure option that could take us from just two days of backup water to two weeks
2: at the Washington Aqueduct and serves Arlington and also the city of Falls Church, there is no backup water supply. And
0: Maryland legislators thought they were changing the name of Route 210 away from Indian Head Highway to Piscataway Highway to honor the tribe native to the land. But it turns out lawmakers' confusion in writing the bill now means the name won't change at all. What's in a word?
3: Well, in this case, the word designate does not mean rename.
1: Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty.
0: And I'm Luke Garrett. A train crash, an underwater pipeline break, an act of terrorism. Any of these could quickly cripple the drinking water supply of the nation's capital. If the Potomac River gets contaminated, D.C. has about 24 to 36 hours of drinking water in reserve. That's it.
1: In looking for solutions, local water officials have their eyes on a quarry in Montgomery County. The Trevilla Quarry turns out material that's usually used for D.C. construction projects, but it holds the potential to provide the district two weeks of water reserve instead of two days. Neil Augustine is here joining us. It's his story, um, and you spoke with the general manager of the Washington Aqueduct, Rudy Chow. He oversees, of course, the water supply in the district. What was his take of our water supply fragility?
2: The reality is that D.C. and the the water supplies uh, in our area is very reliant on the Potomac River. It is a vulnerability that that we are facing. And D.C. only has the Potomac River as its water supply. Fairfax water has a backup. Uh, WSSC water has a backup. But D.C.'s water, that's drinking water that's produced at the Washington Aqueduct, and serves Arlington and also the city of Falls Church, there is no backup water supply. So I think it was back in 2016, we first reported that, even though it was something that the water industry knew for a long time, but since then, resiliency has become more and more important. Mm. And I think that the, that recently has come the reality that something needs to be done to provide more backup in case there is a problem with the Potomac River,
0: mm. definitely came to a shock to me hearing you know only 48 hours of water in reserve. So now enter the Travilla Quarry quickly. Where is this quarry, and
2: how is it being used now? The Travilla Quarry is in Rockville. Uh, it's on Piney Meeting House Road. It is a crushed rock facility. And uh, that's where they got the stone to build the ICC. It's where they got the stone to to widen the uh, I-270. It is still an active quarry. It will be 2060 until it's completely mined out.
1: Hmm. But with I mean, 2060 is so far off. If that's the case, why is this a potential solution?
2: The thought is that right now, if it were being used to hold water, it could hold about 7 billion gallons of water, which is about two weeks of water backup. But by 2060, it'll be 17 billion. So that's a lot more storage and that would provide a lot more of a backup. But there are some problems with the Travilla quarry. First of all, the fact that it wouldn't really be fully available until 2060. That's a <laughs> long time to wait. Right. It would be incredibly expensive. I can't imagine a project that might be more expensive than this. There would need to be pipes to carry water from the Potomac River up to Rockville. So they would have to pump the water uphill. And that, of course, is uh, you know another cost. And then you would have to, when it's needed, it would go into pipes, which of course would have to be laid, and it would flow downhill to the Washington Aqueduct, where it could be processed and turned into drinking water. Then you have to add, well, you've got to buy the land or you've got to at least get access to all the land. And uh, if you've uh, priced it recently, you know that it's kind of expensive to buy <laughs> some land around here. Right. So the costs are, are incredible for this. There are a lot of ifs, but it seems, you know, the stakes
0: are are pretty high and it's pretty consequential with water being you know such an essential resource for life in general and us only having a max two days. So just yesterday, you know, the Water Resource Development Act of 2022 passed committee and is making its way to the House. So what would this bill really do? I assume it brings some resources, but can you spell that out for us?
2: That's what would authorize the Army Corps of Engineers to to do its feasibility and engineering studies. While at this point, there have been studies that are done, which have have been sort of the concept, the Army Corps, if they did the study, they'd be really getting into the nuts and bolts, and they would want to take their time to figure out, would this work? Rudy Chow said, we don't want to sink billions of dollars into this project and, and then figure out, ooh, doesn't work, so there, there's a lot of uh, concern about getting it right. A Cori is a good option, but you know we got to make sure is is the right option for certainly for the DC area. He says that it would be at least ten years of planning, design, construction, and implementation. He says though, in the meantime, we do need to deal with the vulnerability. Right. So what are
0: water officials doing now to prepare us just in case, you know, the Potomac does
2: get contaminated and we only have two days of water in reserve? There's a flow simulation tool in place, and that can forecast if there are any contaminants in the Potomac River so that all of the utilities can adjust their operations uh, as, as needed. Also right now, th- all of the the local utilities and electricity suppliers and emergency response agencies have an internal e-alert system to to notify each other when there's a spill within the Potomac River Basin. Hmm. There's also discussion of would it be cheaper to build very big underground tanks? Well, a quarry would have different costs. Uh, if there was some land where they could build some underground tanks, that might be a, a solution.
1: Yeah, there's also control. the
2: the possibility of reclaiming the water, taking water and recycling it, uh, and, and getting it back in so that it can be turned into drinking water. Hmm. That would be another cheaper solution.
1: Neil Augustine, I mean, I feel like this is something we're really going to be watching because we don't know if this massive infrastructure project is going to be. way they end up going, but just talking about the the logistics of it really uh, makes you think. Thank you for your reporting. We appreciate your time.
2: My
0: pleasure. And after the break, a big name change that would separate a Maryland county from a controversial highway name is not happening. A lot of people are confused as to why.
1: If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download Podcast.
0: Megan and I do this show all on our own, and we appreciate you making us a part of your day. If you like the show or have a suggestion, let us know by leaving a review or rating the show.
1: Both of those things help us get better and help us grow our audience. Thanks again.
0: Last month, after Maryland Governor Larry Hogan signed a bill into law, many thought it would change the name of Route 210 in Prince George's County from Indian Head Highway to Piscataway Highway. Turns out it did not.
1: The bill sponsor says he and others were confused about the effect his legislation would have. It designated the road Piscataway Highway, but Route 210 is still covered in signs that say Indian Head. WTOP's Mike Murillo is here to cut through this confusion. And, Mike, we talked to the Piscataway Tribe chief last month, and he was so excited— I mean, it seems like everyone was under the impression this was an actual change. What happened?
3: It's a big letdown, it seems here, because most people read this law and they saw the word designate. And that's really what this comes down to, right? We see this a lot of different cases where what's in a word? Well, in this case, the word designate does not mean rename. Yeah. So I think a lot of people saw that and said, well, designate, okay, so you're not an expert in politics or whatever you want to call this, in, in in government lingo. So what we saw here was everybody operating by thinking designate meant rename. Now, unfortunately, if you did read the bill and there's was a, a document when you go to the Maryland page that shows you the information about the bill, that clearly stated that this was designate or dedicate is another word they use. So kind of in the same vein, mm-hmm. but it was not renaming, saying that renaming would cost a lot more money. And if
0: you notice this bill, it said we'll have minimal cost for the government so bottom line you know GPS maps uh, store signs you know headers on cover letters and such those will all keep the Indian Head Highway name but does this you know designation actually do anything are signs gonna go up
3: you're gonna have two signs that go up that essentially say this road has been designated as Piscataway Highway but you're not gonna see road names change your Google Maps isn't gonna update to say you know Piscataway (laughs) Highway you're gonna have just a couple signs
1: Well, you talk about government lingo, though. Delegate Jay Walker, who initially wrote this bill, I mean, he's in that world. You'd think he'd know the government lingo, not to put it entirely on him. But um, you mentioned the change doesn't cost any money, which you assume it would have to to replace those signs. Did Delegate Walker have anything to say about this letdown?
3: Um, from talking to our, our partners at NBC4, he did say he was under the impression that this was a renaming. That's just not what the uh, the legislative body wanted to do. We wanted to change the name of the highway. It should not say Indian Head Highway, period. Not a designation. Whether he didn't have someone who could review this for him, because you do have to remember delegates, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but... Not the same type of staffs as, say, a congressman or a senator. They don't have the legal team, per se, standing by full time to look over these things. But the big question is, you know, there were all these sponsors of it. So were they all under the same impression? That's one big question we still have.
0: Right. And the Piscataway tribe themselves, you know, were under the impression that this would be a real name change. And it's obviously not. So they released a statement, you know, this morning. What did they say? And they talk at all about, you know, how kind of bummed out they are.
3: That's a good way to put it. They're bummed out. They're very let down by this because they've been pushing for this. They were there for the signing. You know, it it was a big deal for them. They
1: considered it a win. I mean, they did. Yeah.
3: And they've been pushing for years for this. And now they thought they had it. And then now they're finding out they're just going to see two signs go up and the road keeps the same name. So they sent an email essentially to all the members of the General Assembly expressing their views on this, saying that. Do something make this actually a renaming here do something to change that now whether that can happen without another bill or law it's unclear um, that's one question I still am trying to get answered because mm-hmm. reading the uh, lingo in this could something just change I guess, you know, just put some money towards this without having to go through the whole process of getting a bill signed into law.
1: Mm. That's such a big deal, too, because, you know, when it comes to, yeah, everybody's, uh, everybody's up for free legislation. But when something yeah. costs money, that's a totally different conversation. I think Delegate Walker, at least um, in what I've read so far, is saying, I'm going to try and make this right and create something that actually renames this highway because the intent is there to, you know, do some good. But whether or not they can do it and when is yeah. a big question mark.
3: Right, because you got to think about it. It's a lot of money here. It's not just we're just doing two signs. That's not really that much money, right? I mean, the price just adds up and up and up, especially just the number of signs that go along that long highway. Look how long it stretches, right? Mm-hmm. So you're really looking at a lot more money to be spent. I don't, you know, I don't want to guess how much, but you're looking at a lot <laughs> a more lot money. money to be spent, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Mike, thanks for uh, catching us up and clarifying, you know, these words and what they mean, and yeah. that you know, Indian Head Highway is still going to be there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next. Thanks, Mike. And before we go, we've got to address that the temperatures are going to be pretty high this weekend.
1: Don't you feel a little cheated, like that we didn't get a proper spring? Because I feel like there were a lot of cold and rainy days, and now all of a sudden it's going to be in the mid-90s. The
0: the mugginess has arrived. <laughs> like,
1: welcome, summer.
0: It's going to be a high of 95 pretty much Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So
1: here's the big question. Do you have access to a pool?
0: No, I don't. I don't have <laughs> access to a pool, and I'm mad about it. I would love to dive into a pool. But honestly, just walking through Rock Creek Park, it drops 10 degrees. Easily. Because like the spring foliage is just so dense with water. it's so nice. It's so green and stuff. So like just going in there for a run or a walk takes it from like hot summer to like warm spring. Mm. So that might be my tactic. What about you?
1: I think I'm going to find a pool. Yeah. Well, the forest might work for you.
0: The forest is my pool, Megan. Okay. (laughs) And one thing you know, I've got to note is last summer I didn't really prepare well for the heavy heat. Yeah. And so you know, it got really warm, and like I didn't drink enough water, and I actually like got severely dehydrated. You know how
1: easy it is for that to happen.
0: Yeah. It's so. It's crazy. So don't be like you. (laughs) Right. Yes. I've changed my ways. I now hydrate frequently, Um, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, don't forget to hydrate out there. They're not kidding.
1: And that'll do it today for us on the DMV Download, sponsored, of course, by Steamfitters Local
0: 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. And follow us on social media where we post content every day.
1: You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News listed on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at wtop.com, and on the WTOP News app. Stay cool, guys.